0: Welcome to a special PAX radio edition of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I am your host, Jesse Wombat Theater Monroe, and I am joined by the illustrious Keelan Food Court Fish and Chips Simpson. Hello. Josh Making Friends in Q Cotter. Hi. Simon Tipsy by 5pm Evans. Look, that's a good day. It was a great day. And Lauren, Red Bull, DJ Booth McLean.
1: <laughs> Red Bull. Oh boy. Red. Hello. <laughs> Look,
0: these are all the things I miss about packs, and we're not gonna get them. <laughs> we don't want me on Red Bull.
2: We
1: don't want me on Red don't. Bull. You
2: do not want Red Bull Lawn.
1: <laughs> we're
3: all slightly caffeine right now. <laughs> Jesse, what you've described there sounds Fascinating, yeah. and I've never been to a PAX. And Me neither. I want to understand what the hell Wombat Theatre is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a theatre
0: full of Wombats. There's also a kookaburra Theatre. They attack you. There's an Emu Theatre. We lost the water to them. It's a whole thing.
3: <laughs> so you, you just get attacked by animals then?
0: Yeah. And lose good. to them, apparently. Man, we suck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> emu
0: War. How do we lose the Emu
4: War? So, from my understanding, PAX is like a convention where you go and check out cool video games and get attacked by native wildlife.
0: Yes, kind in of. In the
4: same convention hall. You also- I mean,
2: look, a- packs- pa- I get it, packs of animals. Oh. Uh, there's also a lot of selfies with ah. random cosplayers. Time. There's a lot of that going on.
0: And look, Ooh. by the end of packs, you normally do feel like you've been, you know, kicked in the ass by a kangaroo. True. It is, yeah. it is a, a tiring thing, but I, I miss it and I love it. And I just, just can't come back home to us, Pax. We miss you so much.
1: 2022.
0: <laughs> but Simon and Keelan, this is going to be your first Pax, wasn't it? Correct.
3: Mm, yep. What
0: do you think it, it it is? Like, what do you expect from it? Because Josh, Lorne and myself, we are we are Pax veterans. Oh, yeah. We've been to our fair share of Pax. Mm-hmm. We Pax a punch. Hey.
3: Mm? Uh, All right, Keelan, so I'll, I'll let you take the lead on this one. What, what were you expecting? Jesse, I've... I've been to game conventions before and I was just expecting it to be sort of more of that, kind of like a cross between Supernova and the other things that I've been to that are similar of nature. I don't know. What about you, si? Um
4: about you? I've actually been to... I think it was... Um, not not Gamescom. Um, I don't know, there was a... Oh, Eurogamer. That was it, in London. I went to that many years ago and had a really good time. And I've been to... A lot of MCM Comic Cons in London and I was expecting it to be that sort of vibe and environment where there'd be plenty of like stools and you know people selling their own merch and stuff like that, and also, you know, video games, proper booths and that sort of setup and hopefully a whole lot of really cool cosplayers because that was always my favorite damn thing. Hell yeah.
0: Now, Simon, you are gonna fly out from Perth to come to PAX. Had you already packed your bags? <laughs> Uh. yes uh. now you thought that one was prepared or earlier but no that was a complete accident yes. oh, God.
4: <laughs> stop it please somebody
0: well okay to stop me let's get actually into our topic of the day i think we need to bring back some video game genres where we've been done to death with you your battle royales your online first person shooters I'm, I'm done with them i am getting old i'm feeling nostalgic i want to bring back the, the games that made me happy when i was a kid so i've got four genres we're gonna go through today and at the end we're gonna pick which genre makes it comeback. okay take us home take us home to start us off split screen split screen games namely split screen multiplayer games now these were killed off really by online multiplayer games the couch cop sort of went the way of the dodo. if we're gonna keep talking about animals and i miss <laughs> it um I play a lot of video games with my partner and we, there's not, not really anything we can do nowadays. She's got a PS5 and I've got a PS5, so we can't go into separate rooms, I guess. But it's not really the same. Um, mm. There are a few games like A Way uh, Away Out and It Takes Two. Joseph Harris is bringing back the whole genre by himself.
3: <laughs> Boy, what a man. man. What, what a Mission. lovely man. Great games.
0: Um, but do we think this genre as a whole deserves a comeback? I mean, Lauren, oh. what do you think?
1: Absolutely. I absolutely do think it uh deserves a comeback. Not like mainly because whenever we see a new Nintendo Direct or a new conference of some sort, and they bring forth some sort of these um you know, couch co-op games, as they say, there's these couch multiplayer titles such as like Overcooked and all this kind of stuff. You realize that like they all they're all much of a mushness, you know, and I understand that the split screen genre you really are playing the same game in two different angles, you know, like when you play Halo in a split screen, you're literally playing the same shooter from two different angles, but I reckon that's the joy of it, you know. I think the joy of split-screen is going off in these different directions, like living your own little world half a screen at a time, you know, (laughs) being able to experience a different thing in the same environment, being able to have your own stories and have the person sitting like like two feet next to you experiencing something completely different because, you know, because they're just going off into a cave somewhere else. Either that or they think – that they are you instead, and in their character is actually running into a wall because <laughs> you're like, I'm heading towards that tree, and it's like, Well, you're not, you're actually you've fallen off the edge a few times. Um,
3: Lord, that's that's such a fascinating idea. Playing together but separate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I think like playing like Josh, when you and I played Overcooked and all that, you know, all the, all the all those multiplayer games we played now, little spare time, there was a lot of you just look at the same screen, you're all, you're looking at the same stuff, you yeah. know, but the only thing you're that is different too much. is that you're looking at a carrot and I'm looking at the dishes, you know, but you're in the same environment. <laughs> yeah. I get
2: that. And I mean, like even moving out is kind of like a similar thing. Yeah. Like yeah. well, that,
1: That's like I you're holding on to the, the same thing. <laughs> 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 Grab hold of the corners. God damn it.
0: Um, I feel like modern split screen games are about cooperation, but I yeah. miss the rivalry of like, yeah. especially mm. like sibling rivalry. Now I oh. my sisters don't to really play video games with me but I'm sure people with cool video game playing families like like yourself Simon mm. you and Gaz would have played a lot of split screen against
4: each other. Yeah so this used to be arguably one of my favorite things to do with Gaz on weekends uh, would be would boot, boot up Goldeneye or would boot up Perfect Dark. Uh, on the N64 and we'd play split screen and we would set up a whole bunch of bots as well and we'd run around and sort of shoot them and kill them and then if we bumped into each other it was a 50-50 as to whether or not we'd accidentally shoot each other immediately on site, or <laughs> yep. whether we, we'd try and cooperate and take down whoever the like top ranking bot was and we'd quickly check and be like ah oh, right bot number seven is currently in the lead let's go just murder him about 18 times and then one of us can take the win mm-hmm. and that that was always really good fun and i used to always play as the little alien little alien guy because he was so much shorter and he had a smaller hitbox so it gave me an advantage <laughs> you'll playing <laughs> odd job Wait, so what,
0: odd job yeah. an alien no
4: no, <laughs> no. <What? laughs> Whoa. Look, perfect dark was full of some really weird bond trivia so <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, well, I mean, you bring up Gold Knight and that's probably one of the most memorable split-screen multiplayer games. Mm. Are there any other games that sort of uh, are stuck in your memories?
1: Mario Kart. if I can
2: come forward with a big one. Nintendo Land. Oh, mate. Not even the Wii Wii U. Not even the Wii U in general, but Nintendo Land itself. Take us back. Give us a new Nintendo Land, please. I, I remember thinking that was just going to be That's... added on and expanded and new content.
1: So by, by split screen, you mean literally split the screens because you've got <laughs> yeah, the Wii yeah, U screen yeah. and you've got the TV screen. COD
2: Black Ops 2 on Wii U as well for, you know, it's uh, asymmetrical gameplay. Actually,
1: wait,
0: it's, it's funny that you bring up, bring up COD because I think COD was one of the last big, big games that tried split screen. Sure. And oh, yeah. it, just, it just didn't end well. It had massive frame issues. I think... That could be one of the issues why one of the reasons it hasn't come back is because games look so much better now. It's so much more stress on the hardware mm. to let it run. And I guess nowadays, I guess, people are a bit more discerning with the games they play. Yeah. And a bit more critical of how they run and their graphical fidelity and stuff like that. As soon as there's a drop. The game can die. Is that still backlash.
2: is that still something we deal with though? Because I mean, you play Crash Team Racing now, and like they do have least, less detailed character models if you're playing in split screen, um, but there's those adjustments I don't really notice, honestly.
0: I did see a lot of comment about that when that
2: really? happened. Yeah. yeah no, it, it,
0: than- bummed, it bummed me out so much.
2: Like Mario Kart 8 but takes I,
0: a I,
4: hit on I Wii U think, for sure. Well, that's actually what I was going to bring up because, yeah, Lauren mentioned Mario Kart and Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U if you played with... Uh, so it, it ran at 60 frames per second when you're playing single player and then it ran at 45 with two players and then 30 for three or four players. But then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch runs at 60 regardless of how many people you've got playing with you and it is so fun and obviously if you hook it up to a big tv which i think was also part of the reason why um why split screen died the way that it did is because screen real estate was relatively tight back in the day Hmm. and obviously when we got into the hd console era we didn't quite know how to maximize on that and you know if you go back and look at some of the huds that you used to have it was always a bit muddy and a bit. Bit, a bit rubbish. Yeah. yeah, like, a bit messy. So I think that's part of the reason as well. Now that we've got massive TVs, I think it is a good time to bring this
0: back, especially, again, go play Mario Kart. It is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or do. if you want to play the better version, play Crash Team Racing. It's so much yes. fun. <laughs> now, Keelan, you've been trying to get me to play It Takes Two all year, and I will eventually... But that is split screen while your characters are apart and then it sort of moulds back together when you're in vicinity to each other. Do you think that's sort of the next step forward for split screen if it is to survive as a genre?
3: Potentially. It could be a lot more dynamic. But then again, I mean, we could also see games designed like Portal 2 as well where it's like straight up split screen when you play it in co-op mode with its own unique like campaign for single co-op. My partner and
0: I, on one of the first nights, the first time we went out, Get some drinks and stuff together before we were together. We went to Mana Bar, rest in peace, and we played Portal Two multi uh, the the multiplayer campaign in entirety in one sitting, and were so drunk. So that game has a special spot in my heart. And if we can get more people, deserve that. I think yeah. more,
3: yeah, yeah, more of that,
4: hundred percent. Wholesome. I think. Lovely. I think like I think it's a pretty good point though that like at the moment. I think the couch co-op genre is synonymous with chaotic and Mm. slightly slapstick games. Um, You can, like, with Overcooked, with Moving Out. uh, I don't know if Human Fall Flat is split screen in the traditional sense, but that is a really fun slapstick game, which is awesome to play with friends. But, yeah, I I do feel like we're missing that huge chunk of action games.
1: I was going to say, not only that, but, like, with the... The Couch Co-op games, like they really they always show them off with four people playing, four or more, you know? Mm. And that kind of turns you off as well when you're lonely like me and you have no friends at all. Especially when you're in a lockdown, you're not allowed anyone to come to your house. <laughs> so That's it's true. it's kind of really like, hmm, don't really feel it, you know?
0: Well, I mean, you bring up an interesting, interesting point. Do we need it? I know we'll say that it's gonna be great to play with a partner or with siblings or, you know, whoever. But majority of people are playing with friends from around the world so mm. maybe we just don't need it it's an mm. odd balance and
1: that's I mean, a good two of the point biggest, hmm. two
0: of the biggest online games fortnite and rocket league have a split screen it just didn't hasn't i know rocket league is quite popular with split screen but i know fortnite didn't really take off that much in its split screen mode so they've tried it, it maybe just maybe we're just getting old the kids these days with their, their internet and online connectivity <laughs> and friends. Yeah.
3: That's, that's a serious consideration, Jesse, as well as, you know, the people are not using the mode and it takes a considerable amount of resources for a developer to actually implement a split screen mode. That's right. And to test it.
1: Yeah.
3: So maybe that's why. Mm. Hmm. See, my, my point of view would be that having the option
4: at the very least, would be nice. I know it's not easy, but having the option, because, like, the, the thought of, like, going around to um, my brother's place and playing Streets of Rage 4 on his <sighs> couch sounds incredible to me right now. Like,
0: that just sounds like that would be perfect. Yeah. So I think having the option would be nice, but... Yeah. I think it's also, like like... Um, Lauren, you said with lockdown, I think we all just want that comfort food game. I just and, want yeah,
1: company. <laughs>
0: split screen like, speaks to like a primal part of our yeah, brain. Like, like Our lizard brain <laughs> needs it again. Now, something that my lizard brain needs more than anything else and misses so much, movie tie-in games. The old, I, I, I just think of like 2000 to 2010. To me, that was like peak Hollywood wanted gaming money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a bunch of movie tyrants from Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, King Kong... If anyone used to read the official PlayStation magazine, you would have replayed the Robots demo a thousand times, like I did.
2: It was good. It
3: was
0: (laughs) was was great.
3: (laughs) That was Uh, that's so specific, Jesse. You just hit like a part of my childhood. (laughs) Oh my god! there to be
0: a few people listening to Pax Radio just like, wait a minute, I still have that. (laughs) I saw that blue disc somewhere. I'm gonna play Robots. Plays the red one or the the blue one? And his friend had like a tap on his head or something. Which
1: one was Robin Williams?
2: Tap
0: one. Ah, the blue one, I want to say. Red one. Bluey. Red one? Red one, come on. Now, this genre sort of fell apart because these games, on the whole, weren't great. They seemed like just cheap money grabs, and it put a lot of pressure on devs who had to force a game out, normally quite unfinished and unpolished, to release alongside the film. Keelan, were these good to begin with, or have I just got nostalgia glasses
3: on? All right, look, this—it's complicated.
1: <laughs> yes,
3: most of them were terrible. Let's not beat around the bush. A lot of these games are just cheap knockoffs of more um, familiar games. Just stupid 3D platformers that what? didn't really like feel good to play. <laughs> they were bad so ones. Stay, on, on. Stay in your lane. Stay
2: in your lane.
3: They were bad. What? Or they were—I don't know—like a racing game or something. It was just poorly
2: implemented. Oh, but I, sorry, a every... racing game. You mean like Muppets Race Mania? <laughs> Only the greatest <laughs> kart racer to ever exist. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on. How...
1: Around Josh, all right?
4: Hold on. <laughs> How dare you challenge <laughs> Garfield Kart on this podcast?
1: you
0: going to say,
3: here! <laughs>
1: "Bring back the kart
0: racer."
3: <laughs> bring back the kart no, racer, not indeed. please. Apologies. <laughs> for, for, for every ten bargain. Um, bin game like that you'd get like maybe one good one one spider-man 2 one oh, man um, Spider-Man uh, 2. chronicles of riddick oh, you know you, escape from get, Bush like, a bed. really good game dude a- and that's what that's what a movie game can be at its best it's this this game that is set in uh, um, a world that is established that people familiar with that is interesting and fascinating. Like the the Riddick universe is so freaking fascinating, but the movies don't do it justice. <laughs> Didn't surprisingly Diesel, like, the
0: game does. Yeah. Didn't Vin Diesel force the studio to make him make let him make that film? Was it was it Chronicles of Riddick? Like, he's like, I'll only do Fast and Fur- another Fast and Furious ga- um, movie if you make me do if you let me do Chronicles of Riddick two or something like that.
3: I think he got the license from them in that
2: deal. Um, oh, what a bargain. It's his OC. <laughs> yeah, like, right? it's actually just his, oh, like, yeah. D&D character or whatever. Amazing. What the hell? That's yeah. freaking Kieran,
0: awesome. You bring up, there are some good movie tying games. and Yes, there are some all for once. Has anyone here played Fight Club? Yes, it's a, it's yes. a fighting game, which it shouldn't be. It's Fred Durst. More than, mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. <laughs> you can play Fred Durst. Oh, my God. I bring it up on every podcast. A, <laughs> um, a game that Killen and I, over knowing each other for 10 years, have talked about quite often is the King Kong game. It was so ahead of its time. Dude. So you play it as, I'm going to assume his name was Jack, because I feel like the guy's name would be Jack in the game. Um, And you would go around the forest or the jungle and you were fighting raptors and you have like a spear and there's no HUD. You knew that you were dying when there was blood on you and you only had on hand what you had in your hands. You felt weak, you felt powerless, but then every few missions you would stop playing as Kong. Kong can't die. Kong just kicks ass. Kong is like playing um, Hulk Ultimate Destruction, just everything a bit bigger. You're fighting T-Rexes, you're punching planes, you're punching buildings, you're punching taxis, you're throwing taxis. (laughs) It was fantastic. And I feel like a lot of people slept on that game because it had the stigma of being a movie tie-in game, but that was so
2: damn good. That game felt really next-gen as well at the time. I'd even argue absolutely, it might be one of the last great movie tie-in games of that era, of that, you know, 2000s to 2010s. But there's another game that came out around the same time. A very there special a little game. Racing. You already brought it up. My, no. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie game. All right. Oh, shit. Oh. So this one came out after Battle for Bikini Bottom. Like, it's a direct sequel. Um, and, of course, we got Battle for Bikini Bottom just got remastered, and it was terrific. Um, yeah, yeah. And now they're making – that same team is now making a completely original you know, sequel to those games, but like SpongeBob SquarePants movie was just more of that. Awesome. SpongeBob doesn't flow.
0: miss. Well, he has, he has, well, he has. He
2: has. Uh, uh, the majority of the seasons are bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, the, 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 the license, the uh, SpongeBob as a video game brand has more hits than it really should. Yeah. I would agree with yeah, that. Yes. Yeah. It, it bonkers. But Now, you say that was the last big one. We have had movie-adjacent games. I think that's what Um, we're sort of leaning into now more is games that release with characters and themes and stories that rely on films. They're not directly tied to them. So we've got Avengers. We have Bethesda's Indiana Jones coming out. uh, Who knows when? (laughs) Um, IR Interactive's James Bond, which is going to be so damn good. Ooh. There's a lot of them but they're not obviously not coming out in conjunction with the films they're just related to the film universe. Do you think that's mm-hmm. the way forward?
2: I think generally I think- those are way higher quality titles. Like think Alien Isolation mm-hmm. compared to Alien vs yeah. Predator. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
4: I think as well. I think part of it comes down to the movie industry as a whole because there was definitely that that phase where there would be I mean there still is but every every year there'd be an animated family blockbuster hit or whatever and there would also be your big summer you know drama whatever um and I feel like a lot of video games were being made to obviously coincide with the release of the movie but they were given less warning now movies are so much bigger and grandiose and the ceiling of expectation is a lot higher amongst the common audience so they take a lot longer to make, and I feel like that might be a bit healthier overall. And also, might let you know a video game be developed properly in that time frame, rather than just all right, screw it, we'll put out a generic collectible platformer thing that doesn't really make any sense. I'm looking at you over the hedge,
0: Simon. Oh. Are you excited for December 21st next year when you get to play a Mario game, starring Chris Pratt?
4: <laughs> Look, I
2: would sooner boil a shoe and eat it. Mario <laughs> died to Simon back in March. I'm sorry. I don't know <laughs> oh, if you heard. No. <laughs> he
0: was actually killed in that um, Smash Bros. reveal trailer. Yeah. That's where he died.
1: <laughs> Everything else has been so, a fever dream.
0: Yeah. Lauren, well, I've got a question for yes, you. Yes,
1: hello. Is there
0: a recent movie that has come out that you think would make a good game?
1: Oh, my God. When was the last movie I watched? Uh, look. The last movie Wait. I watched in general was a movie called Rat Race
0: <laughs> Another cart racer, brilliant
3: <laughs> It's all just little, little mugs driving around It's just Pimstruck,
0: roof from Crash Team Racing And they're all him Look, it <laughs> <been> t-
3: <laughs> Is that the one with Rowan Atkinson in it? <laughs> yes The narcoleptic Yes, yes Alright, yes. there we go We've got the star of the game already yep. This is coming I would together. say John
1: Lovitz would be the star, to be honest oh, Yes, um, please <laughs> Anyway, uh that was the last movie I watched. I can't really say that I've seen um there's not really much potential, to be honest. I feel like the last one that I saw was the Fast and Furious game with Vin Diesel and what's her oh, name? God. Um, can we
0: can we not bring up Fast and Furious Crossroads? <laughs> the Fast and Furious Crossroads with Vin Diesel and Michelle
1: Rodriguez. Uh that's her name, isn't it? I don't know. Um yeah. And that w- look look, that wasn't great. Uh so if that's anything no. to go by. I don't trust it, but I would have a Rowan Atkinson game.
0: That would be fantastic. I'll play a Blackadder game. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. I want Telltale's Blackadder. Mm -hmm. Where you go through different time periods and your choices in last time period affect the next time period.
3: I've got an idea. I think I know what game should be converted. It's been done before somewhat, but not exactly. It's coming out soon. Dune. Having an expansive RPG based Ooh. in that universe could be so fascinating. Yeah. I'd love that.
0: Yeah. And look, I, there's a good chance we don't get into part two of that film purely because it's not going to get the ticket number that it deserves, unfortunately, mm. with lockdown and everything like that. I'll play that. That, that, that yeah. seems like a cool yeah. universe that I would explore. Ooh. I want to be, be a worm. I'll pay. I'll pay. <laughs> you know, microtrex-, microtransaction bucks to be a big worm. The
1: movie I saw before, Rat huh. Race? Austin Powers. Mm. I'd watch, I'd play a, uh, a third-person shooter Powers. Austin Powers game. I don't know I if would.
2: I could, man. <laughs> I don't think I want that. I Okay,
0: I want, Um, what's the studio that did uh, Psychonauts? Um, blanking. Double Fine. Double mm. Fine. Interactive. I want Double Fine's Austin Powers. Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm, but austin has beautiful. to say groovy baby every time I you punch someone in the face
1: every single time wait
4: every single time after playing time. Deathloop,
0: loop arcane austin powers oh. games oh. would be amazing <laughs> and you have mojo powers that would actually be really cool oh. i'm
4: down for that
0: that'd be rad now i have an idea for for a movie the last movie i think could have made a good game purely because whenever i think of movie games i think of gimmicks I don't know, because they just feel like they have a certain cheapness to them, but just mm. gimmicks work with really well. In 2010, Christopher Nolan's Inception came out. Mm. Blew everyone's mind. Okay, action-packed. There's a lot of cool things you can do there. Two years before that, a little console called the PlayStation 3 came out. The PlayStation 3 had a secret weapon, the six-axis controller. Okay, you could play your hit games like Warhawk and Lair. Story mode fan favorite Lair. Yes. Now out. imagine if you played an inception game with the six axis controller, all axis of, of of turning and flipping and such. And you could turn the controller around and the map flips. Or if this came to Switch and it was like that um the ball puzzle from Breath of the Wild, where you could flip oh. the console, you can flip the thing upside down and the map changes. It'd be the best.
3: To show that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Sorry, how. Sorry, man, you lost me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love how convinced
0: this is you yourself didn't didn't laugh because we've got non-believers <laughs> like you, oh, absolute fools. I played like, those I, Breath of the Wild gyroscopes, track. boys, gyroscopes. Okay, <laughs> hey, look, that God damn
4: it. <laughs> As as the resident Nintendo fan, I'm a big fan of gyroscopes. all right? Oh yeah. But this axis was
0: just hate Christopher Nolan. Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair
4: enough. <laughs> no, I love him. He's great. <laughs>
0: Or they could just make, um, what was his last film? Tenet. Um, Tenet. Tenet. Make make a Tenet game because if it has bugs in it, you wouldn't notice. I hate (laughs) that so much. Take that, (laughs) Christopher Nolan. Enemy (laughs) of the show. Enemy. Enemy. Now, moving on to what was once the biggest genre in gaming. And it's it's a genre that put gaming on the map with games like Mario. Mascot platformers. These were everything. Crash. Gex. Our boy Gex. Mm Ty Sonic, my two sons, Jack and Daxter. And or. And or Daxter, okay. Mascot platformers. Now, these have gone quiet. They haven't died off. Well, sorry, they did die off for a little bit, but they've decided to come back. We've got Astro's Playroom that really hit just, oh, Mm. I loved it so much. Um, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart came out early this year. They're making a comeback, but do we think that there is enough there to make this the dominant genre once again,
2: Josh? I absolutely think so. Um, So, of course, growing up, 3D platformers, um, probably speaking for most of us here, are bread and butter. You know, it's something safe, something we gravitated towards, going through video easy. You see Dr. Muto on the shelf, you're going to pick it up, you're going to try it. Um, But 3D platformers have stayed with me um, as kind of my favourite genre. Um, I think a large part of it is that comfort. Um, it is something similar, uh, familiar apologies. Um, but the thing is, I guess that's what kind of burned it out in the end was that so many of these games started feeling samey. Um, and you had different mm. kind of subgenres that came out. We had the collectathons, you had your DK 64 with your, a million oh, items gosh. to collect as five different characters. Um, you had, uh, Super Mario 64, uh, a game that still holds up. I, I hold true to that, um, where yeah. platforming is more so about momentum and um, it's about your dexterity with the actual analog stick on that N64 controller that was mind-blowing at the time. Um, Love it. But then you have, on the other side, your Banjo-Kazooies, you know, the ones where you get all these new abilities and it's about making use of these contextually to get those collectathon a thon items. Um, so I, it's really hard for me to decide where I fall and where I see the kind of genre going. But the first thing that jumps to mind for me is Ape Escape. <gasps> I feel like
1: that's Ooh. a mind
2: that's waiting, a mind that's waiting to be plundered, Jesse. Uh, uh, I so swear to about God, Ape we get
1: an Ape Escape.
2: The thing about Ape Escape though is that not only are you collecting <laughs> monkeys like any other collectible, uh, but when you get to them, you've got to interact with them in a very specific way using different abilities that you do accumulate in a nonlinear kind of fashion. Um, so things get ca- like just shaken up and turned on their head constantly. And I feel like Ape Escape was made to sell DualShock controllers and analog sticks to a new audience. Um, people that were happy playing Crash Bandicoot. I do believe that with uh, Six Axis, like you mentioned before, Jesse – um, and other yes. kind of step forwards we've made in terms of technology. Not to mention, dude, that DualSense controller worked a treat for Astro. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. There's a lot there. Um, that was
0: such a showcase for that controller. It, it was st- stunning that game.
2: And I feel like these games, more than anything, really do inspire a sense of like exploration and excitement. And there is a reward down the end of that hallway if you're able to get past those ice platforms or something like that. Um, but like something honestly specific to the genre that I feel like it can really bring something to the table and to a modern day audience is that we do get a lot of 2d platformers. Um, And the thing about 2d platformers is a lot of the time, the platforms you're jumping on are kind of constructed out of thin air. Um, They don't really have a whole lot of context or anything like that. Um, I feel like in the 3d space, they don't have somewhere just off camera, or anything like that like this is a world that you're meant to believe in and i feel like it really was important for moving games into these more believable more exciting open spaces so i think oh. another thing they they platformers
0: do is create world and they show off technology the two games in my opinion have shown off the ps5's just beastly performance and the dual sense controller are Astra's playroom and Fraction Clank. For sure. There's so mm. much of creative freedom you can have with them. And aspect play Playroom is a game that I, I I think back and I'm like, I can't pick what made that good. Cause if you strip away a lot of it, it's sort of nostalgia baiting, mm-hmm. yeah. was it good? I I can't tell or not, but I also don't care because platforming games are the last ones that games that made me properly smile from start to finish. I am so happy when I am playing astro is and clank going back to crash spyro jack and dax is my favorite jack 2 is my favorite oh, game of all time
2: i'm with you i'm with you
0: and i i could put these games in and i smile like i don't with any other genre of game and i i don't know if that's just because they were the pinnacle of games when i was growing up and they're the ones i relate to or are they are they just like the best sort of games because they mix so many different genres
2: together. Yeah, I think that's a large part of it. I mean, like, we saw RPG elements get added into everything. We saw 3D platformers evolve into... Oh, 3D mascot platformers evolve more into your Prince of Persia 3D platformers, um, into that's your true. Assassin's Creed. Um, mm. I feel like there's something... We could we could go back to formula on this, guys. Yeah. We, we're yeah, in the lab right now. We're going back to formula, and I think we can take another did path. You just...
0: Did you just- did you just give us a chance to talk about Spider-Man?
2: Oh, <laughs> so I did. Shout <laughs> out to <laughs> Insomniac, so favourite developers, Ratchet and & Clank and Spyro, all-time favourite 3D platformers. <laughs> Friends of the show. Mm-hmm. Well, I would, I would like to
4: question you guys. And Have you played ukulele?
2: Yeah. Ooh. Played a bit. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it either. I backed it and I really didn't like
0: I it. I feel like that was too paint by numbers. That was okay. We are a platformer. We will have jumping. We will have platforms. That we will have. It will be a collector. We'll have
1: things in high places, and that's places. sort of where it
0: stops. Mm-hmm. But you also need the. I want to be intrigued by the world you create. I want to not just want to explore it to collect everything. I want to want to explore. Well, that's, it.
2: that's actually an because excellent I'm point. Because I'm
0: curious to see. What's behind this waterfall? There better be a cave.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm not just going there to collect a coin or a precursor orb or whatever. I I want to see what's out there. It also has to have a story to match as well. Well, that's right. A bit of heart and a bit of um, variety with the gameplay elements. You can have hardcore platforming, but I also want to mix it up a little bit. Again, going back to Jack, you have your racing missions. You have your shooting range, combat-orientated mission. You you your hoverboard. Just Daxter being Daxter. Yeah, it mixed it up. Yeah. If it was just the same thing over and over again, I'd get a little bit bored. And that's what happened with the ukulele for me.
3: Mm. Jesse, uh, I'm so like everything that you said there describes a game we mentioned earlier today. Um, it takes two to a T. In that it's um, it's what Josh was talking about before that like mechanical precision that you have to have mm-hmm. controlling your character when you're jumping and you're doing these tricks. And on top of that, all interesting, unique abilities that change regularly on, on like a, um, almost hourly basis. You've got a new set of tools that you have to use to navigate the world and the world is fascinating. Yeah. Dude, if I could see more of that, hell yeah, Josh, I'm finally getting behind this, this 3d (laughs) platform, I think. Like it's actually, I'd love
2: to play more of that. Just talking about what we were talking about with the, um, ukulele, not really hitting with you, Jesse, um. I actually found as a huge fan of 3D platformers and as somebody that was really looking forward to this one, um, for me, it was the world design. It was the fact that these worlds didn't really have much context. They took place in like storybook pages. Um, So of course it's creative, it's fun, it's exciting, everything's fresh. There was no real context weaving it all together and there wasn't a world we cared about. And the levels were way too big for those traversal (laughs) abilities. See, now I would
4: personally argue that Ukulele is better than you were giving it credit for if you go back and let it be what it is rather than setting expectations for it to be anything other than what it is you'd be surprised you'll be pleasantly surprised also the sequel is incredible the sequel is so good anyway
0: i heard the sequel was better but i don't know the first one just eh, eh not for me but a genre that is for me is an open world crime simulator I'm talking you, you know, you GTA, Saints Row, True Crime, Driver, things of that nature. Now, with GTA 5 getting a 10,000th re-release and going for the title of being the new Skyrim, the genre is starting to get, not just the genre, but the mainstay game, GTA, is starting to get a fair bit of backlash now. Um, warranted or not, I think people do want something a bit fresh. We have Saints Row making a return and people are hesitant about that based on the trailer and sort of the change in focus. However, if you are on that fence, check out the gameplay trailer. It may change your mind because the gameplay trailer is fun. But this was a huge, this was the, the PS3 to me, open world crime games. Simon, where are they? Are they coming back? Well,
4: I don't know where they are because if you think about the last seven years, the main game that you've had access to is GTA V, and that's it. The only other comparable game since then has been Red Dead Redemption 2, which is, you know, another rock star game. But even still, it, it's more of a period drama piece than it is an open-world gangster game. You know, we haven't had uh, Sleeping Dogs 2. We haven't had, you know, another Scarface or The Godfather. And we've got the Yakuza series... Because but that's almost like a, more like just a brawler, but, but it's it's not, yeah, like Yakuza, Yakuza does its uh, own thing. It, it's its own little. It's, <laughs> it yeah. it's its own genre. It's its own little like fun space. It's a Shenmue. yeah, it is a Shenmue. Actually, it's a really <laughs> good, it's a really good one. Um, but yeah, I just I just think that I think Saint Row was the biggest potential competitor to the Grand Theft Auto franchise. I think Saints Row 1 and 2 and even 3, even though it's not my personal favourite, incredible. Like, they they hit just the right note and then it fell off super hard with 4 and Gat and whatever else. And I don't know, yeah. I, I have no faith in this new Saints Row game whatsoever. I have absolutely none. And I, I feel like it's such a missed opportunity because... I, I don't want a weird, fun, wacky, ha, look, I turned him into a leprechaun game. I want dildo guns. <laughs> dildo oh, guns man. can exist. Like I, I'd I'd let that go. <laughs> I'd <laughs> I'd let it slide. But you know, I, I, I feel like those sort of gimmicky weapons are best saved for your jack and daxters and your ratchet and clanks and stuff like that. You know, that that that's where that exists in that world and that feels fine. I want something that actually feels like a, a proper gangster game like san andreas really captured that mafia <laughs> yeah like the mafia games exactly like there's so much potential for awesome storytelling in a narrative which we don't see touched upon nearly as much as we should and even gta itself has drifted away from that because you know gta 5 is about let's see a insane man a ex-criminal, a an ex-career brother. criminal, and um,
0: a guy who wants to move up in life, but he's like, I'll just commit I'll just commit crime, yeah. yeah. See what like, happens.
4: Oh, I wanna I wanna get I wanna get out of the ghetto. Cool, how are you gonna do that? Crime, brilliant. <laughs> That's definitely gonna help.
0: Yeah, don't don't follow Michael and Trevor. No, absolutely. <laughs> Those not. Such unlikable characters. Anyway. But I think the comparison with Saints Row, Saints Row went up against GTA. Realise it can't do GTA like GTA does do GTA and went zany. And that's where I'm like, I'm out. Because that's just a different type of game. Yeah. My concern mm. with open world crime games nowadays is, are they too real for people now? Do you think it may leave a bit of a bad taste in people's mouths being
1: well,
0: like <laughs> looking as real as they are? They're going to add, you know, they would get more violent. Yeah. And I'm not saying, talking about like violence in games, obviously have a... Reasonable uh, age restrictions on games and stuff like that, but do you think it's just is the world too garbage right now for open world? Crime that's what games, I was gonna say. I was gonna <laughs> say I feel mm-hmm. like the
1: reasons why we don't we're not seeing any more is because a GTA or you know Grand Grand Theft Auto in general is owning the market, and anything else is gonna be compared to it as it should be because I mean they own it for a reason, and also the world is too shitty and we can't well, that's, do anything yeah. <laughs> like.
4: See, I would I would argue against that personally, and I would say there is absolutely a space for it to exist. And you make it a slightly more historical gangster game, you know, make it set in the in the 1920s or the 1940s or whatever, you know, like have have that I, I guess sort of like period piece to it. Yes, and you know you can absolutely look, like again with with uh, with Scarface or The Godfather, like th- those sorts of settings where it's close enough. To what you would expect, mm-hmm. and we, it's not—it's not too close to real life that you're going to be all depressed by the time you finish playing the game. But you oh, can still man. become invested in the, in the world that the, this game builds for you. And the I characters. Think there's a
0: fine line here, though, because I think if you go too far back, you take away some of the options. So I guess if I'm playing a game that's in the 1920s, I'm probably not going to be flying a jet fighter around. I'm not going to be having those like real. Yeah, but realistic, be- but, but over the top moments, which I'd want from a simulator, I think you get into just being a basic crime game. And I think that, that's a genre I'd like to come back to as well. But I feel like there's a the fine line you need to balance because I think if it went... Sh- I don't feel like Mafia scratches that itch for me, for example, when it comes to an open world crime simulator. I want... There is a game that has remained dormant and it always played second, third, maybe even fourth, fiddle to GTA and others. And I liked it because it was an underdog. I think Driver wasn't too bad. I had cool. a soft spot for Driver. That driver was great. I can't remember which one it was, but there was a Driver game where you would swap between um, times. So, yeah, you would yeah, you would be in like 2004 or whatever it was. Yep. And then you'd also swap between that and 1980 or so. Yeah. And all the cars were different. It was the same map, but everything looked different. It was just a really
3: refreshing... Parallel lines? Parallel lines, lines, yes. Yes, Parallel lines. Now, Mm -hmm. it wasn't
0: executed perfectly, but that idea is bold, and I would love to see that taken it. Maybe if we met in the middle a little bit, Simon, with sort of period pieces and not being too depressing, 70s, 80s is a good time zone. I think so i know vice city's done it but a different place in america so it's not just cocaine fueled miami i would Mm. like to see other places throughout america in that time it was Mm -hmm. such an interesting kind of melting pot of ideas and stuff at the time it was very politically diverse it was you could have a lot of commentary oh the soundtrack was so good and that's what i want for my simulators
2: Mm. mafia 3 was so close
0: character Mm. I want to have a character with like a leather jacket, and a mullet, and a draw- oh, oh, it'd be so cool to have like sunglasses on. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's gonna be cool in a game.
4: I absolutely agree with you. I think a like 1980s. I mean, I know I know we've done LA a couple times now in like the GTA franchise with San Andreas and with GTA 5. But like there are there were so many like weird events happening in LA in the 1980s that I feel like there's still so much
0: untapped potential. As someone who listens to a lot of crime podcasts, there are a lot of events happening at the time.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there's there's like so much that, that like just isn't being touched. And it's like you, you can draw from that. Don't don't just copy it. Don't just go, okay, yeah, we'll lift these real events. Because that would be depressing. But draw from it and be like, oh yeah, as your character goes around and, you know, is committing various crimes, you bump into someone who hints at the night stalker or whatever, you know, like really, really lean into it. Lean into the fact that it's 80s as shit as well. And yeah, I think you just got a massive, massive amount of potential that's just lying there completely untouched.
0: Also gotta make sure you have a nice bounce off charming characters. I think that's what made San Andreas such a good game is because everybody loves CJ. Yeah. CJ's is amazing, one of my favorite characters in the game. Because he's charming. He's fun. Um he seems to be a bit of a fish out of water at times that you feel for him. Whereas with GTA 5, like we said, the characters are just, eh, whatever. Now, Keelan, you haven't played San Andreas, which still blows my mind. So you, also, you haven't really been into the crime simulating games, which, look, isn't the genre's name, but we're calling it that. <laughs> what do you want from a crime simulation game?
3: The the last like crime simulator game that i played other than... Um, GTA was the original Mafia. Um, and that's a that's a pretty old game. It got me like looking. I was doing my research earlier and I found um a game on the PS2 called The Getaway.
2: Oh, I, I yes.
3: remember that. Yes, yes. <laughs> dude, that is fascinating that is that is so different to what we get now because you had these like proper decent voice actors everything was motion captured it looked incredible for the ps2 um that kind of story where it's like it's kind of the story itself was not super serious but it was gritty and kind of realistic and it was like a like a proper like an english gangster movie Dude, I would love to see a modern take on that.
4: Actually, that's a that's a really fair point because if you think about like the Guy Ritchie movies and you think about like snatched and stuff yes. like that. Lock sock, yeah. two smoking barrels, like there's just again, there's so much you can lean into there that would just be awesome. It'd be so cool.
0: Yes. Okay. This, now now you know what I want more than anything in the world bar one absolute garbage person who can be removed and stripped from the film forever I would love a baby driver game. Oh. Mix the movie time oh. and mix up more crimes oh later <laughs> oh. film you driving that would be okay. so okay. good. Please. Uh, the soundtrack <laughs> and you can get like special bonus points if you do things to the music oh, oh. man that would be so good. No
2: way so that is what was going to happen with the next Mafia game after Mafia 3. It was going to be like a music-themed what? game that used this licensed music for rhythm and stuff. It got cancelled. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, all
0: right. Well, there's a reason to vote for uh, open world uh, open world crime simulators, but I think it is time that we decide which one are we bring back. Okay. So we're going to go through them all again, and I'm gonna, we're going to see where our votes are. So split screen. Do they have to come back? Because games like it takes to have done it right. And while it isn't the traditional split screen that we know, it is a very, very nice twist on the formula that probably deserves to be broken in more a bit. Movie tie-ins. Even though, let's face it, a lot of movies are now just big video games or comic book fest that don't, that are so video gamey that they don't really become video games, it, it, it's still dumb fun. And I want my six-axis implementation on all <laughs> movie tying
4: games. Okay, that is is, dead, man. move if on we
0: vote for that that comes along for the ride okay <laughs> I'm hosting <laughs> this I'm making the rules okay mascot platformers look on the back of Russian Clank and Astro's playroom I think it is coming back but not fast enough and I want to see some new mascots
2: yeah
0: okay also um uh Sackboy's Big Adventure oh one?
2: what a game yeah, oh. yeah. forgot yeah.
4: that existed
0: open world crime simulators GTA 6 is who knows how long away. GTA 5, I've played it a million times. I'm not too keen on to playing it again. And Saints throw, I'm look, I'm I'm interested in, but I can definitely understand people's hesitation. There is a gap in the market there. So, let's go around the room. Lorne, what gets your vote?
1: Still split screen for me. Still split screen. I can I can uh Play all the ones of the past of the 3D platformer, and I still and en- still enjoy them as much as I would for a new one. Um, crime sims, I think I'm, I think I'm starting to become done with the open world genre, which is very rare. That's huge. Thing. That's that's huge. <laughs> that, that's huge for me. Um, and for movie tie-ins, look, I can't say I really took many off the shelf unless I was in love with the movie. Um, and I think I just don't think there's a market for them anymore. <sighs> Got to be honest. So split screen right, we'll for me. Right
0: race back on the shelf, won't we? Oh,
1: so Rat race will forever <laughs> live in my heart. Thank you very much. <laughs> and this is
0: where we Simon, how about you?
4: Oh, look, I think 3D mascot platformers, because at the end of the day, if I could have just one wild wish, it would be banjo kazooie the IP gets sold to Nintendo, and Nintendo just go BAM, Banjo 3, let's go. I would I
2: would cry. I'm shaking, Simon. <laughs> well, Josh, how about you? with your vote go? Man, I'm sticking with 3D mascot platformers. Um, I love open world crime games. Uh, but when I think of that, I do gravitate kind of towards Red Dead 2. Um, and I really love the Mafia franchise, like I said, um, and Yakuza as well. I, I think I prefer these more introspective character pieces rather than a big bombastic playground for me to play around in. That's, that's just what I'm into. I'd rather have a sweet, highly polished cutscene where I'm, you know, drinking some whiskey at a bar then stealing another jet, if it makes sense. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, <laughs> 3D mascot platformers for sure for me. Um, I feel like they are coming back with Psychonauts 2 and Ratchet being some of the best games of the year. Um, and yeah. I really want my, to see my boy Spyro come back.
3: Oh,
0: So, I've got two 3D uh, mascot platformers and one split screen. Keelan, where does your vote lay? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: I think I might be making a decision here. My vote's going for 3D mascot platformers. Because something you said there, Josh, just resonated. These games like spark some kind of like weird joy inside of you when when it gets going and you're feeling good and competent. It's got a good story that's pushing you along. It's got these mechanics that keep you interested. Mm. That's it. I think traversal more- is huge
2: for that genre as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Look, I think it may run home for me. For two simple words. Jack four. <laughs> Only it's like happening. it's Jack Four <laughs> yes. is to vote for three D mascot platformers. But Laura, I'm gonna meet you halfway here. I think there should be a level where one person plays as Jack, other person plays Ooh, as Daxter. A time I, game. Would, Split screen. I
4: would disagree with you on that. I go. think there should be several levels like that. <laughs> whole different whole game i
0: want Wait, daxter one person two. plays daxter on psp or yeah. the other person yeah. plays daxter daxter daxter. Two. Be fantastic Let's look really all elaborate. i want to do really
1: all i want to do is force someone to come into my house and sit down next to me <laughs> that's why i want it to come back
0: i'm sorry it's not gonna happen
1: Damn it! <laughs> sorry. Damn it.
0: I, I, i'm surprised movie tie-ins didn't get a vote there um and look lauren i'm the same with you i'm i'm tired of Open world games.
1: I know. Jesse, what's wrong with this? Are we getting old? Is this what it is?
0: No, I, no Assassin's Creed killed it for me because there's too much <laughs> in the world. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I've yep. been overwhelmed. And Jesse, it just blew a fuse in my brain.
3: Here's the reason I didn't vote for movie tie-ins. It's because um, if we get more 3D mascot platformers, inevitably we're going to get movie tie-ins. That's yes. a what
1: about, genre. What about serial tie-ins? W- like, like Tony the Tiger or...
2: Who can't say Coco Pop Monkey what, what do, do, ha, uh, Tyler, How about
1: Tyler
0: the Tasmanian Tiger? You weren't
1: gonna
2: be a little bit
3: more than a little bit more than a that you guys a little bit of a little bit more a surprisingly great of a Like that was yeah, fun. I loved it. Honestly, a was weirdly
0: of a little bit of a little of a little bit little little and I want to play that.
1: Some of them wobble, some of them don't. Mm.
0: Dun, dun, dun. What an what a, what a interesting ending. And speaking of interesting ending, <laughs> let's wrap this one up. Oh, that was good. Save the best segue to, segue to last. Now, before we do, I think we need to say a huge thank you to 8-Bit and everyone involved with putting PAX Radio together. It, it's uh, we are, We're very honoured to be part of this. Um, and, of course, Audio Technica for bringing it all together. Thank you very much. If you'd like what you heard, check us out on Spotify and iTunes. We have almost 100 episodes of this nonsense. Uh, So subscribe and leave us a review. um, As always, we are brought brought to you by Fan Critical Podcast Network, so make sure you check them out. If you want to keep up to date with all your news and reviews and things you can use, StoryModeGaming.com is the place to be. If you have some ideas for genres that we didn't mention today and you want to complain to us, we are on social medias, of course. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StoryModeAUS. We're on Twitch at the same place as well. Streamer at Aus, we stream games almost every day. We also record podcasts live. Usually, you can come and heckle us. But with that, Simon, Keelan, Josh, Lorne, thank you for joining in. Thank, thank you, you, Jesse. Always oh a pleasure. Have fun. Video game industry as a whole, you've heard the people's vote. Bring them back, Jack Four, Naughty Dog. I don't care about last of the factions at this point. I'll give me Jack <laughs> Four. Okay, let's make it happen. And uh, listeners, new and old, uh, thanks, thanks for checking us out. I uh, hope, you, hope you had some fun. Um, and if you did, give us a follow. It means the world to us. But with that, we'll say adieu. Enjoy your almost PAX weekend. And we'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you. Bye. 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 See
0: ya. Wow, Little kisses.